Well, it gives me great pleasure to welcome Angus Grady to Through Their Eyes. So, hello, Angus. How are you doing? Morning, David. I'm well, thank you. How are you? It's good. Just, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very well, and yeah, lovely day that we're uh, we're meeting on, nice and early as well, which is good. Get yeah. the, get the day uh, up and running. Um, now we're going to have a chat with Angus about his career, what he's learnt, uh, what's gone well, what hasn't gone along, uh, all the right tracks uh, in in his career, um, and the learnings and what went well and what didn't go so well, and also to find out uh, where he's at at the moment and what the future is because yeah we're all sat in times at the moment where we're not really sure what the future is and how Angus is going to continue to develop and, and grow his business that he's going to tell us more about. So let me kick start off with the first question then is um, just give us a bit of an overview of your, your, your career to date. God blimey and we've only got how long? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know I've always been what I call an overambitious underachiever. I've done lots of different things. Hang on, hang on, I've got to make a note of that. that that's a class <laughs> one, that is. An yeah. over, over what? Um, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so overambitious underachiever. Um, and I've done so many different things. And I was never sure what I wanted to do. So I left university, did a bit of travelling. Um, I got a job as a barman in a wine bar in Covent Garden when it was when it was really just becoming Covent Garden. Then I became the manager of Blake's Wine Bar. If anybody remembers it, please do say, please do get in contact. Where was that? I was in, uh, it's um, Wellington Street, opposite Penn Halligan's. It's now oh, wow. a Cafe Rouge. And it was oh. great. It's wonderful. So I did, I was the manager there for, oh God, three years. And then I kind of got headhunted into a media company because essentially we had a lot of media people coming in. And one of the MDs from a company called TMD said, you're wasted behind this bar and running this place. You need to get into marketing. Anyway, I then got into marketing. Um, and then from there into ad agencies, um, where I progressed through. I, I kind of was part of what was called the information department, which essentially in an ad agency is the Carlsberg Complaints Department. It's the library where nobody ever goes. So I transitioned them from libraries to proactive centres of knowledge. So I'd go out to the people rather than then come to me. And it was McCann Erickson, where I was, it was it was considered, oh, how dare you? How dare you do this? And again, I got kind of headhunted into other agencies where I developed the concept and information and knowledge departments for big agencies. So I was lucky Brilliant. to get some top 10 agencies. Had a bit of an issue with the liquid that floats in the bottom of a glass at lunchtime. Work was getting in the way of my drinking. And essentially, over the years, I became, you know, all of us have a little thing that, gets in the way and alcohol was mine and uh, yeah. it brought me down and I lost more jobs than Sinatra had comebacks yeah uh, and on my day I was great but on my bad day boy was I rubbish yes yeah and so yeah so then I then started working for myself and that's morphed from what I started doing to what I do now it's been a it's been it only feels like five minutes but it's been a lot longer <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So how have you enjoyed the, the transition from working from others for yourself? I, you know, I found it tricky to start with because, again, it was I was still in my drinking phase. So I had this vision of me being the managing director of a of a company. And so some days as the managing director, I'd go out for lunch. Sometimes I'd take the marketing director, who was me. 
I'd take the finance director. So sometimes all four of us would go out and get yeah. utterly rubbishly trashed. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't adjust well, but then I just, I just, uh, when I got sober, it kind of focused me into what I needed to be doing really. And yeah. it's, just been, it's, it's, you know, it's never a smooth road. I, I defy anybody that says, yeah, I started in 1976 and now I'm, what is rubbish it's it's back and forth and up and down good years bad years but loving it i wouldn't be i i mean i'm unemployable now but, i think we know, all are <laughs> yeah at like 62 you think wow no one's ever going to give me a job yeah but, yeah and and yeah so i th i think now david i've kind of got to the point where i am very very comfortable with it and it's and it kind of suits me i think i've become the person i'm not sure whether it was david bowie said or Bowie said that age allows you to become the person you always should have been. And I love that. I love that. Yeah. And I, th I th well, he's obviously right. Cause he, he, he said lots of wise words, but I, I think, yeah, it's that maturity, that experience. Some of that's obviously going to be my next question. You know, have you, you know, have you learned from your experiences? But I think that is a case of that is that we learn and perhaps become a little bit more balanced and tolerant and, yeah, I think that the edges of my arrogance were were like knocked off almost immediately. You know, yeah. like, look at me. Do you know who I am? Kind of attitude yeah. uh, went straight away. I mean, I think that we have to take. I mean, my experience through drinking certainly made me realise that you know that I needed to change, and I took a lot of my recover. I don't call myself a recovering alcoholic. I call myself a discovering alcoholic. And I think because for me, I'm only. I'm only 16 this year, so I'm 16 years sober. So I'm a 16-year-old wow. in, a, in, a in, a, in like a 63-year-old. And to take what I learned from my, from my program, my 12-step program, and apply it, not every single day, but elements of all of that do play a part. Doing the next best right thing. If you make a mistake, be honest about it. Fess up. Yeah. you know help other people you've got to give it away to keep it basically yeah very much so and you know through all your you know different careers and in, in different jobs which i i must admit i'm quite jealous because i'd love to have worked in a bar in london i must oh say. it's wonderful yeah I, I would i'd love to have done that um were you always conscious of learning and developing and and, and growing yourself I think my background is from a big family and I always was, um, you know, like parents seem to have favorites and, and I was always told <laughs> that I was a bit of an idiot. You know, I was slow and thick. So I was always conscious that in order to get anywhere, I would have to learn. And I've always over prepared for things. And I've always been very conscious that you can't go into, it's great to be able to busk it. But as Elton John said, you can't become an overnight. It, it actually took him 25 years to become an overnight success. And yeah. preparation, I think is really, and that's, I, I, I constantly am thinking, what else can I add to what I do to make it better for yes. myself as well as the people that I'm yeah. with. Yeah. So you're consciously always thinking, yeah, how can I learn? How can I develop? Oh. How can I improve? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I try and set aside, time every day whether it's half an hour just to clock into a webinar just to just to tune into something so this week i'm kind of learning more about lead magnets not that i need to know it but i feel as if i do need to know it because people are talking about them again yeah so yeah. i sat through a turgidly dull webinar yesterday where i almost lost the will to live <laughs> and then in the last five minutes they they told me what i'd waited 55 <laughs> minutes to hear 
But I now know where they were born and their background and what people think about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes you do sit there and just get on with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Okay. And is there anything you wish you'd have known at the start of your career? I think at the start of my career, if I'd have known, if I could have grasped how confidence changes your attitude to everything, then I think I would have been in a better place. I've always been semi-nervous and anxious about how, you know, that imposter syndrome, anxiousness and all that. Yeah. And I think that, I, and everyone says it, but I do think that my best is ahead of me. I feel more creative now and I feel more comfortable with who I am. And, and I try and work a 60, 40, 20 lifestyle. Okay. So I'm 60. I can't do anything about that. Yeah. I'm trying to be as fit as I was at 40. And I'm definitely thinking as dangerously as I did at 20. Oh, we like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's my kind of, that's my kind of mantra, 60, 40, 20. And I think, you know, how can I, how can I kind of apply that in what I do? And if I'd have known at 20, what I know now in terms of confidence that I am good at what I do and I am good at how I present with people because I'm a real I'm a real kind of people person and when I realized that about four or five years ago it kind of changed everything that I did yeah yeah that's Love brilliant it. and just going back to you know being an alcoholic what have you what what have you learned coming out of that what have you learned and how have you have you been able to apply any of those learnings to other parts of your life and your business well the 12-step program certainly was something that um i go through and i am conscious of at the moment to me aa was a bridge to normal living some people substitute one obsession drinking for another one which is the aa principles so what i've learned is that you've got to be flexible about how you do stuff people matter you know, one of the one of one of one of the actual steps, as I mentioned, was that you know, if you make a mistake, you've got to go back and you've got to really fess up to it. You can't let it linger. Yeah. You've got to be honest with people, and where possible, we have like tradition five, which basically says when somebody needs my help through AA, then I'm honour and duty bound to go and help them because what was given to me freely, I should then give back freely. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So essentially I try and where possible, I try and do the next best right thing. If I piss somebody off or sorry, if I mess somebody about, <laughs> then I'll go back and tell them. Yeah. Um, essentially it's kind of like, it's a great 12 step pro, you know, I think anyone, whether you've got an addiction or an issue should really be looking at the 12 step program. Yeah. There's a card that comes, it's called the just for today card. And if you, uh, people should download that because it's a wonderful, beautiful piece of succinct literature that's on a card. And essentially it's, um, it's, it kind of says it all really. And I've carried mine and it kind of looks like that. Brilliant. Yeah. And it's just a little bit of prose. Not a lot to read every day. Yeah. And, and it's a kind of a little guiding light. Yes. guiding light for how you should treat yourself because if you don't respect yourself then you can't be respecting other people yeah yeah i, I particularly like that about sort of when other people need help well it's i'm duty bound to yeah go and support yeah. them because i've received help and i do i do believe in the law of what i call the law of reciprocation yeah that, you know if you go and help others you know, good things will happen to you and i, I quite like that concept the law of reciprocation that's uh, and it, it's 
it's, and it's been mentioned by loads of people the uh, the five steps by I can never pronounce his name but Zig Ziglar talked about oh, yes. you know you know the best thing you can do is to help others because then it comes back to you yeah yeah no so, really important so tell us a little, so that's your career so tell us a little bit about your business now what what, what is it that you're you're doing now what what fills your days <laughs> my days filled with anything to do with LinkedIn never can never get this right with like linkedin (laughs) so so, yeah exactly (laughs) so i kind of help people to what i call magnetize their linkedin profiles to make them so they attract the right people and get rid of the wrong people so it's anything to do with linkedin which is about branding it's a positioning platform and it's about new business and prospecting and brand developing your own personal brand, which we've all, which is what this is all about. And I think if COVID has taught us anything, then it's, you know, it's the Davids, the Anguses that people go to. They don't go to um, a company as such. They go to an individual. People buy into people long before they buy from them. Yeah. And so I help people with that, that side of their social media and, I call myself the LinkedIn unlocker. It's a bit cheesy, but it's unlocking their marketing, not just through LinkedIn, but through other platforms as well. Because there's a lot of charlatans out there that will charge you a million pounds just to do nothing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of my day is filled with that, really. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got another passion with regards to social media in terms of your photography as well. Oh, yeah. People say, God, if every inch of the canal in Berkhamsted has been filmed by me, I just love photography. I love, I, I love architectural photography as well. Um, you know, it's going to sound mad, but somebody has to like it. Um, you know, like staircases, you know, metal staircases. Wow, in black and white photography and bridges yeah. and sunrises, sunsets, and just just anything with tone and contrast. And I and I I seem to be able to see a good photo and i only use my you know like phone but yeah. you get some Do you? I, I, I assumed you had some wonderful gadget no no, no. it's just it's just my old galaxy it's Not very good for you i know and i just think because there's ways of manipulating it and thinking well if i wait a little bit and yeah like the light will bounce off that and you know and i'm standing there by the canal with my selfie stick and people are going <laughs> This is true story. I was I was almost lying on the floor trying to get the shot along the, because uh, like the lock was full, and the and like the all of the light was bouncing off the water, and I was lying on the floor. And this man said, "Are you all right, mate?" And I said, "Yeah." I said, "Don't worry. I'm only taking a photograph." He said, "I thought you'd fallen over because I had a stick." Yeah, it was great. Love it. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, I can imagine you get lots of um, strange comments. Yeah, very, very. But yeah. I, just, I, I just, because it, it kind of grounds me, you yeah. know, it really just makes me just forget about everything else. Yeah. Um, it's been quite stressful over the last week or so, because I've, I've actually had a client who, bless him, he he's absolutely, de- you know, he's, he's very demanding, but he's one of these people that shows no emotion so so you're not quite sure if you've hit the nail on the head or not and yesterday afternoon after a two-hour zoom with him and his colleagues he actually smiled and he went and i just do you know what do you know what, david i've slept the best i've ever slept last night for a long time because it was it's that sort of thing that's in the back of your mind and you think yeah. am i doing it right am i you know and we all have that kind of little imposter that suddenly says you're rubbish at what you do yeah and, you know and it, yeah, 
imposter syndrome. Yeah, we all it. get it. We all get it. Yeah, I don't know anybody who doesn't get it. Um, yeah. And the ones that don't look like get it, they're just very good at hiding that yeah. they don't get it. So along your journey, what, what have you enjoyed the most through your career? I think I, I enjoyed the good days of ad agencies because I, I knew I was doing something different and it was recognized as different and for quite a while I was quite the person to 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 actually nab and to and to actually headhunt so I went from two or three agencies very quickly um which was great and I like the idea that people see stuff differently so like I said we had the Carlsberg complaints department like a library of stuff that nobody ever touched so taking it out to who needed it was just great it was and it's and it's such a simple idea but it wasn't seen as simple in lots of and it revolutionized how agencies worked and i don't i'm not saying it, it was my concept but i think yeah. the way i did it was kind of different and that i really enjoyed yeah and, and some of the great highs of working for yourself i mean i love to get on stage and talk you know i mean like you know i just it's just me and I'm getting better and more confident at it. I mean, you know, because I open the fridge, the light comes on, I'll do 10 minutes. But, you know. <laughs> so I've got an audience, the yogurt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I just go. So, yeah, and just all of those. So the ad agencies, certainly, but also aspects in the last two or three years of, uh, of you know, like speaking have been great as well. Yeah, brilliant. And along the way, has anyone given you any wonderful advice that you sort of look back on and think, oh, yeah, that was great words of wisdom. I kind of worked with a line manager years ago and she just used to say, you know, if you can't be yourself, then you're fooling yourself. So she said, never ever try and emulate anybody else because even though you don't know it, each of us have our own little ways of doing it. Yeah. And, and, and again, someone else who I'm very fond of, you know, always says, you know, if you look back, then, you know, look back, but don't stare. The past is for reference, not for residence, and I love that. Yeah, that's 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 very important. So yeah. So so what next? How are you going to continue to develop, future proof, continue to learn, um, so you can continue to add value to all your lovely customers? Well, essentially, I think that I'm kind of morphing into slightly different areas, so more into marketing side of stuff. Um, I think that I've got a lot to offer in terms of. Um, you know how I do LinkedIn so yes LinkedIn is going to form a part of that but what I want to do more than anything else is I want to get on the speaker circuit I want uh -huh. to be I want to be that kind of 15 minute you know sort of 20 minute LinkedIn slot in a business conference and you know what it's like you get offered these but then they say oh that's going to cost you two or three thousand pounds <laughs> and I just think not really what I want yeah, you've received those as well, have you? Oh, all the time, all the time. And then I know people who've gone on these and they say, I was invited to this interview. No, you weren't. You paid for it. It cost yeah. you, you know. So I would like to be asked through merit. And I have this vision of standing on the O2, delivering a comedic LinkedIn 20 minutes. Because, you know, again, comedy, humour is kind of part of me as wow. well. Wow. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm a member of the Professional Speakers Association. Have you tried them at all? Uh, do you know, every um, PSA, uh, do you know a guy called Graham Frost? Mm. 
He keeps asking me along. And he used to be in the, oh gosh, I think his might have been St. Albans. John St. Albans, yes. Yeah, John I, know John. I know John, yes. Yeah, John. Yeah. John's kind of suggested it a couple of times. And I've always been on the point of doing it, then something's happened. Like, I mean, COVID happened this year. Yeah. Well, we do on. I mean, I'm Thames Valley. I sort of fit between Thames Valley and London, Um, and just they're they're doing it online now. So it's only ten pounds for about three hours. It's. I will send you next. I will send you um, an email that they send out about the next event. Oh, lovely! And you can just go online. I've really enjoyed it, and it's it's helped me because. I, when I joined, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to talk about, but it helped me decide to do the future proofing and the book and now talk about future proofing yourself, keeping yourself relevant and valued for the rest of your career and things like that. And I did the, um, the two great challenges. One is speaker factor. So when you're new to the PSA, you go on stage and hopefully get to the finals for the in, in, at the conference. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen. And that. you do five minutes on your talk, and I did my Buzz and Woody um, one about future proofing. So um, there with me one moment. So it was about Andy, who had Woody, who was his favourite toy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but his skills became sort of redundant and out of doubt, uh, out of date. And then um, uh, Buzz Lightyear came along and took him to infinity and beyond, and had lots more skills. And he upskilled himself, and he didn't so much. Um, so I did that. And then the, the next year, I don't know why I did this, but I did. I did. Uh, they have a comedy night, stand up, and I did five minutes of comedy. Wow. Well, I thought it was. I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's on my YouTube site. And the first fifty minutes, first fifty seconds, and then oh. they got it. And then oh, it was. It went really well in the end because the stupid thing, mate, it's me. I just couldn't think what to talk about, so I just took the pit, took the Michael out of the uh, Professional Speakers Association, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is a big no-no, but people loved it in the end. They good, just, isn't it, when it, yeah. They just didn't know whether to laugh or not at the start, and they didn't laugh. <laughs> it's a bit like it's a bit like Ricky uh, yes. Gervais doing the... Uh, <laughs> Tom Hanks's face is just a perler. Yeah. So, no, you ought to... It is, it is good, and... You could try Toastmasters, but I, I'm not so sure you get so much out of Toastmasters. Yeah, um, Toastmasters sounds a bit more structured, a bit more. Yeah, I, I think more... you're sort of more maverick and. Yeah. Oh yeah, gosh. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I would give it a go, and yeah, I'm good, I'm I, 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 I would give it a go. Yeah. So, so anything else with regards to you know your your, your future? So you, you still love the LinkedIn, getting in the marketing, but you'd like to move more into sort of a. a I kind of want to do a bit more speaking. Um, I've got a book in me which I keep starting and putting down, and it's just called The Prospecting Code: Your PC Guide to Marketing, and it's everything is a PC podcast, phone call, postcard, perfect client, yeah. connecting, connecting. So I've got like the outlines of like. 15 20 chapters and i write a little bit every now and again and i had a splurge when all of this started yeah I, you know and then it just kind of drifts do off. it do yeah, it yeah i know i, know. It, it, I, I was, you know I'm, I'm i'm working on another one now um but i can certainly introduce you to a good publisher that actually didn't cost a lot of money at all yeah. i was really really pleased about what they've done i think it's one of those things that you kind of know that you've got a book inside you and you want to get it out and it never quite happens 
and I know that it opens doors and I've seen it open doors for people whose books have been completely rubbish and yeah. people whose books have been really good. Well, it is an extension of a business card, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I've got no sort of, I'm <laughs> you know, selling a few, but uh, it's never going to make you're me never a gonna re- Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but you know, yeah, you've got to so, be realistic with that. Yeah. So kind of that kind of stuff, want to do more speaking. And I'm, it's just face-to-face stuff I really enjoy. I really yeah, enjoy that. yeah, yeah. Because like well, my training look, sessions are always kind of vibrant and funny and, you know, and people come away with it. And I think you've got to, if you can laugh, you can learn. Yeah. Is kind of how I see it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. You've got to have a bit of fun with it. And so, you know, how, how have you coped with doing sessions on Zoom? I've always done my LinkedIn surgeries over Zoom anyway. So it's yeah. not been an issue. In fact, if anything, it's been easier for people to buy into what I do. Because yeah. previously they'd always say, oh, no, can you come to Birmingham to do this face to face? And I'm saying, well, yeah, but I've got my travel time and all that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. now over Zoom, it's great. So 90 minutes recorded. So there's a triage session where we ask what problems you've got. Yeah. We do the surgery to actually put those right and to talk about LinkedIn. And then we do an outpatients call to say, David, why haven't you implemented what we yeah. did? Yeah. So I try and so I do make people accountable for what because it's great that they paid me, um, but it, it's no satisfaction to look at your profile two months later to yeah. see it's in the same spot. Yeah, you want so, to see yeah. they've got value out of it. Well, not only value, but they've actually moved it forward themselves, and they've got and they've actually got something actually from it. You know, yes. like uh, more yeah. appointments. And I never promise that they're going to get clients because that's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's been brilliant. Then that's given us a wonderful story of the history and the future. Um, but sort of just to finish off with, I think you, as you started off being a over ambitious underachiever, <laughs> um, uh, I think you've been very ambitious and you've been a great achiever. Well, I've done. I've kind of got there in the end. You know, I'm kind of one of these people. I mean, I didn't. I didn't learn to drive until I was thirty. You know, and then I kind of my career in advertising was my 30s and my early 40s. And yeah. then since then, I've kind of caught up with myself. So I'm kind of thinking that by the time I'm 80, I might get my first long pair of trousers. And yeah. then, you know. <laughs> and you'll have cracked it. I'd have cracked it then. And it's like, you know, d- d- oh, yeah. there's, a, there's, there's a fantastic comedy thing. And I can't remember who he is, but he's a French comedian. And he did the... Um, he did the Royal Variety Show years ago, and he spent the first five minutes. His mic, his his whole act is getting the microphone because it sticks to his hand, it falls off the thing. It's brilliant, and then the minute he gets it on and right, the lights go out, and that's what I think happened with me. I've just kept myself sorted, yeah, and we yeah. go, hang. That's it, mate. Boom. Brilliant. And that brings another question into my head that I wasn't going to ask you, but I will because you sort of mentioned it. I've been uh, I've been interviewing and I've been doing a little bit of coaching with a couple of people who are looking to retire. And what what are your thoughts on retirement? I think for me, I'm going to be active for a long time. I'm going to be doing something. And and one of one of the things I do really want to do is actually launch something called 60preneurs because I think that I think that there's going to be a lot of people in my age group who are forced into yeah. a position where they have to then start their own companies because of COVID has really highlighted the fact that you know there's going to be a lot of redundancy sadly mm. and I think that it's going to be at the topper it's going to be the higher age end yes very and, much so 
And a lot of those people have always hung on by their fingernails thinking I've got two more years, three more years, and my pension's going to do it for me. And I think that after this, they're going to find that they're going to be called in, well, Derek, well, Mary, you know, we're going to let you go. And that was a phrase I never liked before, letting you go. But the whole phrase itself is so positive, but taken so negatively. Yes, yes. You know, let you go, do your thing. Yeah, go and be free. Yeah, but you but you hang on to your master's lead, don't you? You stay near the where yeah. you want to be. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a whole range of people who are going to need some yeah. practical support yeah. in lots of areas. But for yourself, it's about getting that balance of doing things more on your terms yeah. and enjoying oh, it. And I, I think that's I think I think most of us are looking at that ways in some respects. I mean, I would love to be able to um, have a property you know, out in somewhere like Portugal and spend a week or two a month in Portugal. And it's yeah. very doable. It's very yeah. doable. Yeah. I mean, you and I are quite lucky. We live in an affluent kind of, it's a nice of area. Country. Yes. And, you know, in terms of property prices, if we wanted to downsize to a two man tent, then we'd have, <laughs> we'd have a quite a bit of money in order to, you know, yeah. hopefully in order to go buy it. So my, my dream would be that. Yeah, I'd be just be happy with a shed in the middle of a field, as my family <laughs> would say. They yeah. always say, you'd just be happy living in a shed in the middle of a field. Go, yeah. yeah you and your bikes me. and your yeah. shed, yeah. Yeah, suit me. Oh, I don't have a problem with that. As long as I've got a little stove in there, a little log stove, I'll be more yeah. than happy. Yeah. And a radio. Um, don't need anything else, but, uh, but there we go. friends of ours have got, uh, have got a place out in Portugal, and they literally spend two weeks there and two weeks here, yeah. or even or even a week here, because they're yeah. in... They're into multi-level marketing and I won't say what product it is, but it's not something I, but anyway, they, yes. so they actually have got a business. So they come back for a week and have their meetings or, or do it over zoom. This, yeah, you, you, yeah. you could be anywhere. Totally different lifestyles. Yeah. 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 Wake up in we, the sun shining every day. Yeah. Wow. Can't be bad. Well, they can live in, uh, in England cause it's sunny every day. Oh, isn't it? Isn't it, isn't it just fantastic? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how lockdown would have gone if it had been the winter. Jeepers, could you imagine it? Oh, yeah. And yeah. and from my perspective, thinking about the poor people who are who are like suffering with alcohol, you know, at least they can get out and walk now. But being yes. caged up, oh, yes, God yeah, forbid. yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time. Been absolutely, uh, absolute privilege to spend time with you well, as no, always. Thank you for asking. And uh, I look forward to uh, you know catching up and seeing you again soon. And I look forward to that book. Yeah, be afraid. It will come out soon. Brilliant. (laughs) Good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.